Hello, I'm Daniela Kovacevic, co-founder of Innovatech and host of The Lending Edge, your source for the latest trends and insights into consumer lending. For this segment, I'm joined by Claire Walker, Principal Consultant for Business and Financial Services for the global research firm Frost & Sullivan. Claire has been with Frost & Sullivan since 2006, and during her tenure, she has identified growth opportunities for her clients across various industries, including environmental services, healthcare, banking, insurance, and real estate. Her research currently focuses on the business and technological trends and forces driving the financial services and insurance industries. Claire has a deep background in our industry and has graciously agreed to provide some perspectives into the current state of consumer lending. Welcome, Claire. Hi, thanks for having me. So let's start with you telling us a bit about yourself. How did you get started with this exciting career and how did, did you get involved in financial services? Yeah, sure. I have been with Frost & Sullivan for about 14 years now, as you mentioned, and I've been with the Business and Financial Services Group my entire tenure here. So before that, I had a background in marketing and nonprofit work a little bit earlier in my career. Then I went back to school and got my MBA at Fordham, focusing on finance and media and communication. So that was a complement to my BA in marketing that I had. So you know, since being with Frost, though, our clients are the financial services companies, and we've really been alongside them for many major shifts over the years. So it's been very interesting kind of learning all that time. So I was obviously working during the 2008 financial crisis, and I started then following fintech about 10 years later, 2018-ish. And so ultimately here at Frost, we cover so many industries. So we've been in a really great position to kind of follow convergence and how it has forced a huge shift over the last couple of years. Well, I totally agree. Our company has been essentially built around the convergence of technology and, and business that you mentioned. So this definitely resonates with us. And I know that Frost & Sullivan is one of the most recognized market research firms in the world. How does Frost cover the fintech and financial services sector? And what specific solutions do you cover and who are some of your clients? Yeah, so we work with a lot of private equity firms, investment banks, VCs, as well as governmental agencies and NGOs as well. So we work with these clients to help them grow and we assemble project teams from the various industries we cover. So one of the main things that we do and are known for is our IPO work. So we partner with investment banks and we really focus on our process for that. And we are experts at that particular process and the industry doesn't necessarily matter as much. I personally though, have been able to do many projects outside of that as well in FinTech, as I've mentioned. So thought leadership pieces, we do a lot of white papers, webinars, think tanks, and these pieces are really for all our clients, regardless of industry as well, because I think at this point, you know, like we said, many, most industries need financial technology. Yeah, definitely. Technology continues to permeate all aspects of business and personal lives. And that's why podcasts like this one are so important for our audience. And speaking of that, you have prepared some data to share with us on lending activity and trends that you're seeing over the past few years. So let's get into that now. Yeah, sure. So Starting here with slide two, every year, Frost & Sullivan conducts a survey among the leaders of companies in all the industries we cover. I focus a lot on the answers from financial services companies, which includes banking and insurance companies as well. That's always been very interesting to me to illustrate what the leaders are thinking in these industries. And so 
This first one shows just how important automating business processes are. These, you know, we know the advantages of automating business processes and, you know, they're considered crucial for many industries. And this image shows that clearly the largest pieces are very important or crucial and the not important answers is basically negligible. On the next slide here, it's illustrating how companies really measure the success of that digital transformation beyond cost savings. So you can see new customer acquisition wins out and it is something that can also be automated. So it's also an avenue for gathering data to ultimately use for personalized service and improving customer satisfaction. That focus on customer acquisition is key right now as you know, customers continue to change. Gen Z, Gen Alpha, their expectations are to be fully online, right? To be fully automated and to get answers in seconds. Yeah, as, as a parent of two Gen Z young adults, I totally understand the level of expectation that you're talking about. And it's definitely necessary to get ahead of these expectations from a business perspective and ensure that as a business, we are able to communicate and interact with this new generation of buyers in, in a way that resonates with them. But I'm curious, how does our industry compare to others when it comes to level of readiness? Would you say that we are leaders or followers or somewhere in between? I say leaders all the way. So, I mean, the largest thing I've been putting money into digital transformation for decades. Um, and I've been looking at traditional banks and traditional insurance companies for many years. And within that, we always talk about legacy systems and how that has you know, hampered progress. But with fintech in the last you know, 15, 20 years, they've been able to outsource processes as well as build up their you know, internal knowledge, internal teams. And, you know, things have changed so quickly, but they've always led the way in mobile, online banking, et cetera. That has been really the leadership from the beginning. Oh, that's good to hear. And our audience would love to hear, how do you think consumer lending will evolve over the next year? Do you see activities picking up or decreasing? So this is on slide three. I just wanted to show, look at VC activity regularly and you know, fintech took a huge hit last year, including London Tech, but in 2023, we are back on track. And I think it's going to be something where the consumers, like I said before, are going to be expecting things in seconds, right? So for example, things like buy now, pay later, which is a subsection of this, it's been com become huge over the last couple of years and you know, demand will continue to be strong going forward. I think with the economy as it is and how people are being impacted with inflation, it's possible that some of these companies will lose money in terms of delinquencies and things like that. But again, this is a function of the economy. Um, but overall, the lending demand is extremely strong, which means that the funding will only go up for that. And I think we're going to see something a lot different in the next couple of quarters where it's increasing. Yeah, we're seeing, seeing similar trends on our end. Obviously, the inflation and high interest rates that you talked about that, the cost of cars have increased. And there's still some inventory issues, but on the other hand, as you mentioned, the demand is strong and a lot of people are looking to either buy new vehicles or replace their existing vehicles. And, and this has caused a bit of a tricky dynamic, a lot of ups and downs and a very unpredictable environment when it comes to auto finance volumes. But it is certainly great news that the demand for financing is growing and that the market is recovering. Do you feel that the economic uncertainty is forcing lenders to look at alternatives and different solutions, perhaps lowering operating costs? Yeah, I think that's a huge one for them always. Um, 
but I think with this squeeze that is happening right now, definitely. And I think, you know, to bring it back to technology, that's basically what it's going to do for them, lower operating costs, adopting, adopting that right technology for them and being able to utilize it to automate um, processes that have been done for years and years manually, right? So that savings, huge amounts of time, huge amounts of money. So I think it's something that is going to be happening. They're being forced to do that. And like I said before, the delinquencies are going to be up. So lowering operating costs is a, is a big priority to kind of offset that. Yeah, and certainly during the time of volatility, there's always an opportunity for anyone who can address some of these issues that, that we talked about earlier by offering more affordable financing options, better customer service, by forming strategic partnerships that, that can help mitigate some of these costs or really offering uh, some of the non-traditional incentives. So it will be really interesting to see how things unfold in the near future. And on that note, what do you think are some of the technologies that lenders seem more likely to adopt in the upcoming years? So, I mean, one of the things that we ask in that survey is how companies are using things like AI and machine learning and, you know, the vast majority across industries are already using that um, or at the very least in the process of adding it, right? I think those are pretty obvious ones right now. They help across the lending cycle, all parts, right? So they can really oper lower those operating costs ultimately. Another one, um, there's a lot of fintechs out there utilizing alternative credit solutions and assessing people with data beyond that credit score that's so traditional. So I think that's a huge one that's going to be growing this year. And to do that, I think obviously data, data is key for all of that and being able to analyze that data in, in a way that's ultimately going to be helpful for them. And finally, you know, and convergence again is going to help because we use things like IOT, geolocation data, um, things, you know, utilizing wearables, phones, being able to get that data and then turn it around and use it. That's really, really going to be key in the next couple of years. And they'll continue to improve that technology. Yeah, it, it's quite amazing to see how all of these technologies that were at some point very separate and, and distinct are actually starting to form a mesh of services. They're relying on each other, enhancing the as a result, the overall experience. So it's a thing, I think it's a good reminder for our audience how important it is to be on top of this and, and take advantage, advantage of these amazing opportunities. And then finally, what would be your recommendation for our audience? What are some of the things that they as lenders need to be thinking about that they can actively participate in this new emerging market? I would say as a general rule, adopt technology. And if you can't do it within, then of course, look outside because there are so many fintechs that are able to help all sizes of companies these days. But what's really key hand in hand with that is one of the things that I've seen in the last year is being able to educate your employees to use that technology and being able to really optimize the technology that, you know, you work so hard on internally, whether created internally or outsourced and being able to teach your employees to do what they need to do within these systems is, is just extremely important. And I think sometimes a little bit overlooked. Um, and then I think just payments is a huge part of FinTech right now. And that's what's seen growth in the last year, despite the downturn. 
So being able to prevent delays in payments, particularly, I think that is, you know, really going to help people grow this, this year. Thank you, Claire. Thank you for your time and this very insightful conversation. I had so much fun with you today. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And I would also like to thank our audience for listening to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the business and technological trends. If you're interested to hear more on how technology, security, and compliance plays a critical role in the financial services, please listen to our next podcast when I will be interviewing our chief information officer.